Hey there, that's you, this is me, and this is 633 Podcast, because Matthew 633 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Or, the message version says, Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, and God provisions. I'm Kimberly Belrose, faith coach, and I have teamed up with my longtime friend, Sharon McComb, Certified Life Coach, as we hope to spur the believer in you to wake up. Now, I have episodes on Wednesdays um, as I use my provoking coaching style of allowing the Holy Spirit to lead as I read from the Message Bible with my heart open for revelation to wake up the believer in you. And Sharon has episodes on Fridays called Checkmate. She discusses the many ways we get stuck in life, giving insight, tips, and tools from her training and experience to affect change in our lives. But this is Coaching Works. And we are co-hosting these episodes to challenge you, our listeners, to gain an awareness of this profession and how coaching can help with anything. Now today, Sharon and I are going to talk about roots and what coaching does with them. There you go, Sharon. Roots, um, I mean, that's kind of a deep subject. (laughs) (laughs) Roots go down deep. Yeah. Um, What we're talking about is the root causes of our stuck points of our dissatisfaction, of our um, failing to move to the levels that we want to move to. Um, The root of what holds us back from all that we can be, from our potential. And like any other root, they can often run extremely deep inside of us. Um, And so, as we've said before in other podcasts, What we think is our problem is usually only a symptom of the real problem. You dig past that that cause, you're going to find a deeper cause. And if you dig past that deeper cause, you're going to find another cause. And eventually you're going to come to the root cause of that problem. And very often that root isn't only causing that particular issue. To happen in your life. It's going to cause many of your issues. And they don't even have to be um, really connected in your life. True. Right? Um, it's going to affect every area of your life. That's what a root cause does. And so today we're going to talk about the value of exposing the root problem in our lives. And, and we have many. So we're going to do something a little bit vulnerable today for Kimberly and I. We're going to share from our own personal experience how Holy Spirit and um, working with a coach um, has exposed a root problem in us and how that affected us how the root affected us, and how the exposing of the root set us free. Yes. So 
Um, it's interesting because the the testimony you're going to share today is about a positive root. Yeah, a healthy root. A healthy root. And so it's a bit of a spin on the idea of a root problem. But when we found the healthy root, it wasn't so healthy. Mm-hmm. It was lacking fulfillment. And so therefore it was a dis-ease root. Right. It was causing a problem. Yes. Because it wasn't being That's right. It's still addressed. Yes. Yeah. So do you want to go first and share um a little bit about your experience? Sure. So how this began, and I think I've also said this before in a podcast that when Sharon was going through her training for a coach and had to go to workshops and seminars and such things. I was the guinea pig. (laughs) She had to take her own client. So I got to experience life coaching firsthand. Now when free for free. (laughs) And when when it began, um, I, I can't I honestly can't remember what we were talking about what we were digging for but I know that I was um, as I often am in life unsatisfied unfulfilled don't know you know I I make this joke sometimes like I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up Um, and I just can't figure it out so one of those famous questions that coaches use Sharon asked me um, you know, what do I, when I was a little girl, what did I want to be when I grew up? What did I play with? You know, some people want to be a fireman. Maybe they play with fire trucks or a doctor's kit or a typewriter or, you know, and it it's, creates a, a passion in their life. And she said, like, you know, what did you play with? Well, that hit something very deep because I know that when I was a little girl, and for a very long time, probably past the age that girls would now play this way, I did. And I was fortunate somehow that my, my parents just blessed me with opportunity that wherever we lived, it seems in my mind anyway, that I always had two spaces. I had my bedroom space, and I had my play space that I always set up like a little home. I had a little kitchen and I had a little high chair and a doll's bed and a table and chairs and and I played house all the time. And I was so blessed when baby alive came out because my baby actually ate, drank, peed and pooped. <laughs> I remember baby alive. Yeah. I was so excited, but I always played that home place. And so that was one of the, um, I, I see this root in me, almost like little, little tanks or little test tubes. I, I play this game on my phone and it is these little uh, test tube looking things of different paint colors. And my job in the game is to be moving the different colors into the test tubes to sort them out. And I see that even as coaching. And what my little test tubes ended up were four things that were very much 
roots in my life that I needed to, I needed to, they needed to be moving. They needed to be filling and they needed to be flowing because if they weren't, I was, I had a problem. I had a stuck point. It was like a basic need. It's a basic need in me. And I've often said to my friends, my family, co-workers, whatever, like, I'm sorry if I don't talk, you know, if I talk about God. Because for me, not talking about God in my life is like me trying to hold my breath while I'm at work or while I'm with my family or while I'm with friends. I want to talk about him all the time. I want to talk about how he's transformed me. I want to talk about the revelation I got or what I've read in the word. You know, so that is one of my absolute number one basic need. So if my relationship with God and my revelations and my uh, real God life are not growing and flowing and um something's wrong. I can feel it. And it will eventually cause me a problem. And then the next one is sometimes I just get so busy and so caught up in things that I don't take care of me. And if I don't have my God time, and I don't have my soaking in my bathtub time, and I don't have my reading my good book time, or my visit with my best friend Sharon time, if I don't have these me things that make me feel good, um, something's going to end up a problem. My, you know, my emotions or my heart or whatever. I just end up, it could even be my physical health. I end up not in a good place. That need's not met. And the third one was my, was my husband, my marriage. If I don't have time with my husband, if I don't have um, physical touch, because that's one of my love languages. If I don't have that connection with him, um, then I'm not okay. And my marriage will begin to feel affected, but so will those other things in my life. And the fourth thing came from me playing house. And I have been at different times in my life where I've, you know, had a job and I've got to work that 40 hours a week or, um, you know, whatever. And I end up not being okay. I really do. And my heart wants to quit my job or quit something in my life. And sometimes I've even wanted to quit church because my need, that root need in my life of being in my home is not met and it's not flowing and it's not changing. And I joked around with Sharon when we got to this basic need of mine, this root, because, you know, even if I had all the money in the world, I wouldn't hire a maid because it doesn't fulfill that need. There's something in me that when I've done my dishes or I've vacuumed my floor or I've made my bed, that just feels fulfilled. So when even the people in my home try to do me favors and they were, I was going to do those dishes, I'm sorry. You know, they think I'm nuts when I say, oh, please, I need to do them. Or I come home from a day's work and I just, I, I want to vacuum. 
my my mum my mother for Mother's Day bought me this wonderful little Dyson uh, vacuum battery operated stick thing. Man, man, it fulfills that need in me so much. I can vacuum five times a day. And I'm always telling my mom, man, I love this thing. And see that might not, Sharon says, you know, she wishes that someone would do dishes for her. <laughs> yes. um, she wishes she could have the maid, but that's not fulfilling for my root needs. And so coaching brought that out and it transformed my life in the way that when I'm having a problem, when I have a stuck point, when I've come up against a wall, sometimes even just when I'm physically not doing okay, um, you know, it could be uh, my back hurts or uh, I'm not sleeping well, um, muscles ache. It can be, uh, you know, some things like that. Now that I know from coaching what my four root needs are, I can pretty quickly find out which one of those is not being met. And when I'm trying to make a decision in life, uh, whether a job or saying yes to doing something, um, I can also use those things to help me guide the decision of, um, you know, is this going to take, is this going to be okay with God? Is this going to still help me take care of me? Is this going to be okay with my husband? And am I still going to have time to care for my home? Because those are important to me. So that is my story of how discovering these root needs, these healthy roots that have to be cared for, nurtured, to have good growth, has changed my life. So, Sharon, yeah. now your story. So, I, I like how you said that, you know, that has really freed you. Um, because you now have both a measuring stick to to determine, you know, are they being filled? How much are they being filled? And, and it can help you figure out why you're off kilter. Yes. And what to do about it. Yes. Um. And you also have a checklist to to kind of check the boxes when you're making decisions. Absolutely. Not just in in big life decisions, but in those two, but in daily decisions. Yeah, like yeah. I can feel just so dissatisfied because I've been busy. I had a shopping day. I had a work day. I had a meeting day. I had this. I had that. And I'm like, I, I just feel crappy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, man. I haven't done the dishes or vacuumed the floor or made dinner. And how crazy that is that just doing those things can bring me right up out of it. Yeah. And so those are, those are roots that um, were uncovered. Yes. Um, that actually affect many areas <laughs> of your life, every area of your life. Really. Absolutely. Um. And and although they're not bad, it was bad because they weren't being fulfilled. Exactly. So it caused you problems in your life. I love how the word disease yeah. breaks up into dis-ease. Yeah. 
And so I had a diseased root, even though it was a good root, I had a diseased root. Why? Because I was feeling diseased. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love that picture. Right. So I think that's awesome. I like how you have pointed out the good um, root. And that's something that coaching does, can help you find that. Um, my story is a little different. I, uh, my root wasn't so good. And when it was uncovered, um, it wrecked havoc with my life. Because exposing this root um, showed me how much it underlined almost everything that I thought I knew. Um, and it was God that did it. Um, I remember the day. <laughs> you were there. Uh, it stunned me. It shook me to my core. Um, it's not always so traumatic, but uh, this is an extreme, maybe. Um, I, I had lived my whole life with a very strong, firm uh, belief that uh, men and women were equal. And when I read the Bible, when I became a believer... The parts of the Bible that didn't fit that belief, I just disregarded. You know, I, I made up my own story about it, you know, that that was history. It was historical. Culture. It was the culture of the day. Paul wrote from what he knew. Um, even after I believed that the Bible was the word of God, you're laughing at me because you remember this. <laughs> I remember hearing things like, but Jesus didn't say that. Paul did. Yeah. Jesus didn't say that. Paul did. I had a terrible problem with Paul because I thought he was misogynistic. Yep. I thought he hated women. I mean, that's how I viewed it. That was the skew of this root. And, I mean, I have to say that, you know, we talked about our stuck points before being either deception or false belief or disobedience. And I think mine was all three. Um so it was a doozy. Um, and so I spent a lot of time arguing, especially with you, Kimberly, that, you know, it, the Bible didn't mean what it said. It was for then. And, but nowadays it's different. And you and I were together and we were arguing that very thing. And in the middle of my argument to you, God shut my mouth. Well, actually, my mouth was hanging open. It was. <laughs> it was. I remember. Because he stopped me dead in my tracks. And I said, are you okay? What just happened? I don't know what my face looked like, but it must have I, been scary. I thought she might have been having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was God's voice filled my head. Um. Like, it was like it was booming. And it was stern. Um, And God said, um, if I... No, he said... Sorry, I'm going to start again. He said, I am the same 
yesterday, today, and tomorrow. If I said it then, I meant it, and I mean it today, and I will always mean it. And that was it. And my whole world just lurched to a halt. And I didn't know what to do. I really didn't know what to do. I, I ran to the bathroom and I shut the door. And poor Kimberly was sitting at the table like, what's, what's going on? But in that moment, like it took a second for that to happen. Um, everything changed for me. Because God exposed the lie that I believed. I think he was tired of hearing me. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm not going to lie to you. I I just broke down. I bawled my eyes out. Um, sitting on the bathroom floor of my friend's house. And I was mad. Mm-hmm. I was mad at God. I mean, once I stopped crying because I was in shock, I was crying because I was so angry. And I remember saying to God, that's fine. You know, if you don't love me as much as you love men, then I don't want you to be my God. And yet, inside, I knew that that wasn't my option. You know, I knew it was true. I knew he was speaking truth to me. And I already believed him, even though I didn't want to. And so that, I call that my conversion experience. Because God just grabbed a hold of me. And it's like, you know, a dog with a, you know, a, a, a wet, cloth or something they just shake their head it's like he grabbed hold of me and shook my world and how did you discover that it affected almost every area of your life it took me a long time it took me a long time because I assumed it was going to change like when I came out of that bathroom I realized everything was going to be different and our first thing I had to do was eat crow with Kimberly because she'd been telling me I was wrong the whole time but I knew that it was going to change things. I knew that it was going to change how I looked at the Bible. I knew that I had to look at Paul in a whole new way. <laughs> um, That's eating growth. <laughs> but as time went by, what happened from exposing that root um, was that I discovered that that lie that I believed um, undergirded just about everything I believed about me, about life, about the way things should be, about authority. Yeah, I remember how it affected your relationship with your father, your son, your employer, uh, pastor. Yeah, so many people. Um, so many situations were changed. And I, I do recall, like, a couple years later, I was still discovering things that I would start to say, well, I think, and I would have to stop because I realized I didn't think that way anymore. 
but I'd always spouted that story, right? And I mean, <laughs> it, it was uh, it was life changing, and I I feel a little vulnerable sharing it, um, but this is going to make it even worse. I mean, <laughs> I've been <laughs> I've been married more than one time. Um, Kim uh, talked about. Um, in another podcast, how I did lose my husband to death. Um, but I was also a divorced woman. And um, and I had terrible attitude towards being married and my role in the relationship and my responsibilities and how I treated my husband. And uh, God, with his lovely sense of humor, um, has me married again now. I remember when you come out of the bathroom, you're like, I can be okay with that because I'm never getting married again anyway. Yes. <laughs> but here I am married. Happily. Very happily. Putting into practice what I know now is God's truth. And although it shook me terribly, um, I, w- I mean, I felt like I was reeling like a drunken person. You know, that's how much it knocked me off my center of balance. Um, But in the end, I have to admit, it was incredibly freeing. Yes. You know, it doesn't matter what lie we believe. You know, the Bible says the truth will set you free. And it does. It's, you don't even realize you're carrying the burden of deception. Or disobedience. Or believing, you know, something... That's not true. Till you're not. And it has made my relationships better. Not just with the men in my life, but with the women. What God showed me is his order of authority. Is his order of authority. And it doesn't matter whether I agree. And it doesn't matter if society practices that. Or if that is the culture of my time. We are, you know, kingdom. kingdom dwellers. And in his kingdom, his order of authority goes from him to your husband to you. And when my last husband passed away, um, I ended up living back in my father's house. And uh, which you know, after this happened, kind of made a lot of sense, you know, scripturally. But my relationship with my dad did really improve because I allowed myself to come back under his authority. Yes. Because he was now the head. When my father died, God really shook things up because he um, showed me that I was now under the authority of my son because my son was a grown man. And uh, that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not push limits. We're but going it, back to the roots. That's right. But the root has set me free now to be in a very godly, healthy marriage. Yes. And, I mean, it has improved my life significantly. So the value of exposing roots, even ones that, you know, I felt kind of like it had 
weaved its way down through every fiber of my being right to my toes. And because it was a bad root, it had bad fruit. It had bad fruit. And the Bible clearly tells us to, you know, the, to cut off that thing and throw it into the fire. So when a bad root is exposed, that is what happens. Mm-hmm. Is we cut off its life and we cut off its bad fruit. And we find a good root and we bring health to it again, it begins to produce the good fruit. I agree. It's it's evident in my life. So this episode today is the thing about roots. And we're talking about coaching works. So Kurt, coaching works to dig down to those roots, to discover what they are, if they're good or they're bad, they're diseased or they're healthy. And coaching helps to, to what? I think to, um, you know, to replace the, the bad root, the lie, you know, with truth. Yes. Right. It, it, it changes our foundation in that area. And when we align, you know, our lives and our beliefs with, with God by replacing it with his truth, then he builds your foundation. That's right. Or he produces the fruit. He produces the fruit. And so when you, when you are looking at coaching um, to affect change in your life or to build your faith and grow it, and to stretch you. One of the things that's going to happen is that you're going to find some roots. Yep. And the only way forward is to chop that root off when it doesn't serve you very well. Or to nurture it when it should. When it should serve you well. And then, and then you know what? You move on and you move forward into the life that you want to have. That's right. Which is aligned with what God's truth is. Yes. That's the goal. Right. So, so that was great. I really like hearing your story and being reminded of my own. And I just really love what God has done in us. Yeah. The, you know, from, I'm grateful. Oh my gosh. For what God's How old us. did your son just turn? 29. Okay. So they were in kindergarten, I believe. They yep. were five years old when our kids met in kindergarten and you moved across the road from me. So we have 25 years of growth together. Together. So As close. Iron sharpens As iron. Iron yeah. sharpens iron. And here we are in coaching profession, doing a podcast, doing group coaching. Um, God is just so amazing. Yeah. Just so amazing. So if what we've said today, uh, you know, causes you interest in coaching, makes you wonder what your own roots are, healthy or sick, 
or bad. If you want to maybe try coaching out, check into it. You can reach out to us. Our emails are in the show notes and our website links are there as well. And you can reach Sharon at wildflowerwomen.ca and you can reach me, Kimberly, at 633-wakeup.com. You know, just check in with us. We are more than willing to answer questions that you have, um, you know, doing a free introduction of coaching with you to see if, you know, it's a good fit, if you think we can help you to answer some questions. We both have that introductory offer. So, you know. And can I interject? Yes. Um, A lot of people ask me, um, how I afford to have a coach. And I just want people to understand that we are believers. And yes, coaching is our profession. But it's also ministry. And so I would encourage anybody out there that wants to reach out to me. Don't let money get in the way. Right. Um, I have a sliding scale. Um that will suit anybody. Um, I want to see people set free to enjoy the life that Jesus came to give us. You want to wake up the believer in That's people right. to seek more of God and live more for God. Right. Right. Um, that's our calling. Yes. So it's our profession, but it's our calling. That's right. And so don't be afraid to just reach out and, and investigate and talk to us. We're very approachable. Yes, yes, absolutely, yes. (laughs) And so, people, we want to bless you for being here. We want to bless you for sharing our our podcast, uh, information about us, checking out our websites. Um, And we want to bless you for leaving encouraging words, because we need them too. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.